Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegan, vegans, vegan, <laughs> one, one vegan, vegan? <laughs> vegans, and yes, even the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And we are on episode number 164. Now, you might hear some rattling in the background that we're not used to, you might not used to be used to hearing because... We are trying to entrust our new dog with uh, staying out while we record because I don't like to put him away if possible. In his in crate. In his crate. Yeah. Um, but he's a little restless, so yes. we might be stopping a little bit. And he just knocked over your water, by the way. So anyways, uh, this is episode number 164. And in today's episode, we're going to help you get ready to head out to the farmer's market by sharing some good questions to ask farmers and other vendors. Now, a lot of times, now we did talk a little bit, let me back up a bit. We talked a little bit about farmer's markets way back in episode 97, Mm -hmm. where we discussed uh, how to shop smart at farmer's markets. And, but we talked a lot about getting ready to go out to the farmer's market, what to, what take, to take with you, right. you know, that kind of thing. But we didn't really get too specific about the questions to ask the vendors because there are some important questions you need to ask because not all food is created equal out there. Right. I think it's very easy, almost like walking into a health food store, just think everything is healthy or the way you want it. And it, it's not necessarily so. That's true. That's true. I mean, you really have to think about questions like, you know, uh, just because you're at a farmer's market doesn't mean that everything is organic. That's right. That's uh, right. So things like that. Yep. All right. But first, we have a new rating. Yay. Yes. Yay, we do. So this is from the U.S. from uh, June 22nd of 2016 from Stacy Marks, who says, love it. These ladies are great. <laughs> Cosmos. <laughs> he's got his rope door and he's shaking, shaking it. it. <laughs> uh, all right. So these ladies are great. I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I have been listening daily since. I love the non judgmental viewpoint because, as we know, the world can be full of judgment. I've gone from vegan to vegetarian to pescatarian and back again a few times over the last 10 years, but I've never really been a huge meat eater. I grew up on a cattle ranch in southern Louisiana where I helped raise the cattle from birth. I learned that cows, and all animals for that matter, have personalities just like cats and dogs do. But most people never get to see this. When I was 12, my father tried to force me to eat my favorite cow, and when I refused... Uh, it set off something inside of me. Stubborn? Maybe. My point is that I'm surrounded by meat eaters in my family, even after all of these years, but I never question my decision. I stand with my decision no matter what they all throw at me, but it gets lonely sometimes. You all have made me feel more connected with your podcast. Witty, informative, and sincere, this podcast has a new lifer. Please don't stop. That's awesome. Well, Thank you so much. And that's that's a tough story. It is. Um, about the cow, uh, you know, and animal rights is a big reason why Larissa and I became vegetarians. And uh, yeah, that's that's tough. But, right. And kudos but, to you, Stacey, yeah. for, for sticking with that, because I mean, you know, not everybody looks at an animal or animals and sees that, you know, some people just can't see beyond the the uh uh, food mm-hmm. value. And I mean, that's their choice. That's their viewpoint. But for those of us who do, it's, it can be lonely sometimes. Right, right. And we really appreciate you talking about 
uh, how, well, first of all, that we're witty, <laughs> but then that we're uh, not judgmental because that is really what we strive to do. And if you're keeping up with any of the elections going on here in the no. in the United States, uh, it, it it is pretty, there's a lot of divisiveness going on. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is great to be a part of a community like this where people are we try to find things that we have in common versus the things that divide us. And a lot of what we have in common, for whatever reason it might be, you're trying to eat a little bit more plant-based. So we welcome everybody into our community. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of our community, let's talk about Patreon. Yes, please. Let's do that because we have a new patron. Okay. Well, let's talk about what it is first for those folks who might be new to the podcast and don't know what it is. So Patreon is essentially a website that allows folks to contribute to their favorite creators. So that might be musicians, artists, and in our case, podcasters. Podcasters. And Larissa and I just launched this in June and Mm, June or was it Uh, July? July. Yeah. Early July. It was earlier July, a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago from Mm -hmm. when we're recording today. And uh, we are very excited. So we created certain reward levels for people to contribute to to uh, to allow folks to contribute to us on a monthly basis. And we have a new patron. We do. So our new patron at the super star fruit level, um, we've got we've got let's let's see. Uh, before I tell you who our new patron is, <laughs> and you won't be surprised. And we announced the other ones last time. Yes, right? we okay. did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've got the. Um, let me see if I can remember them all in order. We've got the uh, Carrot Crusader mm-hmm. is the first level. And then we've got the Broccoli bat- Badass. Mm-hmm. And then the Rutabaga Rockstar. Right. And then the uh, Awesome Avocado. And then the Superstar Fruit. And then the highest level, uh, pledge level, is the... The bees, bees knees. knees. That's right. <laughs> Almost and I, got it. I did the drawings for these <laughs> yes, badges too. They're super cute. <laughs> but uh, so at the stu- the super star fruit level, our new patron is drumroll. <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> for uh, for a person of of uh, of Hispanic descent, do you think I would be better at rolling yeah, that? And yeah. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so uh, following that drumroll, our super star fruit level patron this week is Danielle Freed. Yay, Yay, listener zero. Listener zero. We always refer to Danielle as listener zero because she's she's been with us from the very beginning. Um, she was the first one to ever email us um, through our website. And I to, said, hey, these mics are on. I know, right? Because <laughs> um, we had been podcasting for a while. And of course, yeah. you know, with every new podcast, we have another podcast also. And any new podcaster will tell you, you got to just keep plugging away, being mm-hmm. consistent, putting out valuable content and hopefully people will start to listen and she was the first one to let us know the mics were on yeah besides our dads <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i still don't think they actually i, listen. I don't I think, think so. they, le- they left us our first reviews but i don't know that they yeah. Actually yeah so anyway uh thank you thank you thank you danielle uh so much for listening for being a very active part of our community from the beginning uh for three years and for participating in the Peas and Carrots Society, our closed Facebook group, and for emailing us with ideas and thoughts and questions. Skyping and, with us every and now Skyping and then. with us, yes. So thank you, Danielle, so much. And uh, Danielle, uh, you will be receiving our Vegetarian Zen as, as a part of the rewards package uh, for her level, uh, our Vegetarian Zen sticker. 
uh, vegetarian Zen magnet that she chose and she chose the Viva vegetarian Zen magnet and then also two uh, reusable grocery bags, vegetarian Zen grocery bags. So if you are interested, Is that right? am I missing something? I'm missing something. Uh, I no, know. I think, that's, I think it. that's about it. Yeah. Um, anyways, but we, uh, if you are interested in helping to support this show, you can do so for as little as $1 a, a month. month. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not, that's even, that's like half a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wh- how do they find Patreon, Marissa? Okay. To find our Patreon, uh, creators page, go to, uh, Patreon, that's dot com forward slash vegetarian Zen. It's all together. Yeah, a lot of folks don't realize that it does cost money to create a podcast. And we've been doing this for a little over three years now, or or to run a podcast, I should Mm -hmm. say, to create and to run it. Uh, There's maintenance, there's web hosting fees, there's media hosting fees. There's a lot of fees that go into that. And our time. Yeah, and we do, as you guys who have been listening to us for a while know, we do a lot of research into this. uh, And so much so that we even have a virtual assistant to help us with some of the uh, social media and, and she does research and analysis for us as well. So, uh, every little bit helps even a dollar a month will really help us. Yes. All right. So are we ready to move into the main topic? Let's do it. Now we, it has been so awful hot, awful hot, awfully hot, uh, here lately that we haven't been to the, plus you've, you've been injured. Um, Mm -hmm. but we haven't been to the farmer's market in months it's uh, mainly because of my injury i yeah. would say so yeah, if you have gone in the summer before if, you, if you're new to listening to us i was involved in a pretty pretty serious car accident in may just a couple of months ago and i completely ruptured my achilles tendon no. and yes it is as painful as it sounds <laughs> uh so i mean there was a gap there it was a hole where there my no, achilles tendon, no, was tendon. no tendon there and uh so it's obviously i'm still healing Actually, I'm just getting set to go back into the office physically. I've been working remotely for a couple of months to try to keep as much weight off of it as possible. And I'm headed back into the office. But that's a big reason. That's There's mm, a lot of walking yeah. around at the farmer's yeah. market. So I would say that's probably the primary reason because we've, we've, uh, we've tolerated the heat before. And we usually go earlier. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the summer, we'll go at when they open, 9-ish, 10. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, though, the older I get, the less I like this heat. Well, it's just... A, I'm ready to move to Portland. We'll go at 10 a.m. where it's just uh, 95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so we haven't been in a while. And I'm I'm kind of excited to go once you're, you're healed more. I'm kind of excited to go again because, uh, well, A, I miss it. But B, uh, I want to take Cosmo and introduce him oh, to the farmer's market. Oh, yeah. Market. He'd be really good. We couldn't really take Molly because we made our, our, our uh, previous dog who passed away in April... Because she wasn't, we did made the mistake. A lot of people do. We didn't socialize her very mm-hmm. well. But he's a very social dog. <laughs> so much so that the cats really hate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, so anyway, we're we're looking forward to getting back. So some of the things, you know, when we go to the farmers market, I I really try to not just um, treat it like a grocery store. Um, you know, I like to go and interact with people and intera- interact with the vendors and ask questions. And I mean, sometimes it's hard because if it's, 
you know, like uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, that's like super busy time. But if we go later, or if we go on a Sunday where it's not so busy, it's really nice to actually kind of be able to interact with some of the vendors and ask them questions. Yeah. And, and they're really proud for the most part. Mm-hmm. I would say they like talking to people. Right. Because they're very proud of what they're bringing out to the market. Right. Actually, uh, um, actually, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so what are some good questions that you might consider asking? All right. One would be about the chemicals that they use on the crops. And this is one one question people might not think to ask again, because I know when I first started going, I just assumed everything was so healthy and and organic and organic and all of that. So it does help to ask the question, what chemicals do you use on your crops? Notice it's not just pesticides. So Mm -hmm. we're not just saying just say chemicals, if any, Mm -hmm. Uh, that could influence. And I would even say uh, if you're if you, you're a regular at a particular farmer's market, write down or keep a note of the answer. So that mm-hmm. way, when you go back, you don't have to ask the same question. You might think, okay, what is what is the name of Mandy's farm? I forget. Um, we have a friend who has a farm. Mandy, what's the name of your farm? Uh, Something Creek? Yeah. I, okay, I we'll just say, we'll say Hampton Creek. I know that's the it's name of it. I know. That's <laughs> Mandy's other. farm. Let's yeah, say Mandy's, Mandy's farm. farm. Okay, so we go up to Mandy's farm and we say you know, what chemicals do you use? And she gives us the names of the chemicals she uses. And I'm, I like, I mean, I'm cool with that, or I'm not cool Mm -hmm. with that or whatever, but write it down, Mm -hmm. keep it somewhere so that you, when you go back, you think, you're not having to remember, do I like Mandy's farm or do I not? Right. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Plus, you so can you also know. look it up later if you're, mm-hmm. if you right, want if you more don't information know. on what, you know, what that is. Uh, so what, what do you use uh, on your crops for pesticides, for herbicides? Um, what type, what, you know, uh, do you use chemical uh, man-made chemicals at all. I mean, do you use natural pest and weed control? So what, how do you do that? Do you, um, do you use, um, you know, just like uh, insecticidal soap or things like that to get rid of aphids or what? I don't know. I'm just, yeah. And here's another qu- good question I think is that does all your produce you sell come from your local farm? Mm-hmm. That's a question people might not think to ask because mm-hmm. they see Mandy's farm out there and they automatically think that everything is coming from her farm where she could mm-hmm. actually be selling other things as well. well. So if your goal is to support local, you just want to make sure you're asking the question. Right. And here's a really good example of that. Uh, there's a flea market over on the south side of town, the one that's over by uh, Mitchell Lake uh, for you. Uh, but uh do you remember when we went there and there were there's one side of the the flea market that's just you know a row of produce vendors oh yeah and okay so and they had you know lots of things that were would be grown locally they had onions they had tomatoes they had potatoes things like that but then they had bananas (laughs) some of them had bananas and texas is not known for its banana trees We yeah, they didn't get their bananas here. So where do they get their bananas? I mean, that just might be something. Right. You know, obviously that didn't come from here. But right. with other things, if you're if you're concerned or if you you know, like you said, if you want to buy local, then then go ahead and ask. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with buying their bananas. No. I mean, obviously something like that you would know. But yeah. I, and I, I would mean, rather support a exactly. small person at a flea market than you know HEV if I'm right. going to buy bananas. Right. But if buying local is important to you and that's a big reason why you go then it doesn't hurt to ask the 
ask the question. Right, right. All right. So what about questions about the produce itself? So think about things like, uh, when was this harvested? Or when was it picked? I mean, was it, was it yesterday? Was it has it been sitting in your, your, um, your shed for, you know, three days? Or how when, when did this when did you harvest this? Um, also what variety? So that's a good question. Even just, I'm sorry, when uh-huh. the when, because that's just so you know, for How your own storage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if it's peaches that were harvested, you know, four days ago, you know that you're going to have to eat those unless they were still kind of green when they were harvested, you're going to have to eat those pretty quickly. Right. Um, and, uh, so then another question, what variety is this so if it's um for example peaches what variety of peach or you know if you live in a in an area where that grows apples then what kind of apples are these and most most will put on their their little sign you know um, brayburn apple or um you know fuji apple or whatever but if you're not sure ask all right. Another question is, is this seeded or seedless? Mm-hmm. So, for example, watermelon, you know, um, I don't eat watermelon, so I really don't care. But <laughs> if if you're if you're one who likes watermelon, but you don't like the seeds, then, you know, ask. Also, the next thing, um, what if it's something that you've never had before? And I've come across this several times. I've never had this insert vegetable or fruit here mm-hmm. before uh what would you compare the flavor or texture or smell to he's okay i'm looking okay. at him behind. Uh, i'm looking around for the dog <laughs> what a good so mommy my voice might have faded for a second she's working and keeping her eyes on the on the kids around well that's here. what we say <laughs> eyes on the puppy at all times yeah yeah i'm uh, sorry i interrupted you it's okay i was just i knew you looking behind and i knew what you were looking for yeah. he's he's just on the ground playing with his okay, good. toy jake's behind you so uh, yeah. be alert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so but, no you've never had this before mm-hmm. that's really good so to co- what could i compare it to right and then i think also how would you fix this? What's a common way to, mm-hmm. to fix right. this? Right. And then um, another thing, and a lot of vendors will be willing to do this. Can I taste it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. can you cut a piece of this for me? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So then w- what about some questions about what to do with the, the items, the fruit and vegetables? Yeah. So one of the most obvious questions I would say is how should I store this? Mm-hmm. So countertop, refrigerator, cool, dark place. That makes a big difference. You don't want your stuff to you. Typically this, this produce is not cheap and you want to make sure that you're, it's not wasted. Right. That you're letting it, you're, you're storing it correctly so that it will last as long as possible and you know don't put it in the refrigerator if it's going to get mushy in two days in the refrigerator if it's supposed to be kept on the counter you know right and related to that how long does it stay fresh mm-hmm. so, so and, as soon as you cut it do you have to eat it mm-hmm. or you know like for example if you've never had an avocado before i love avocados but you pretty much have to eat them when you get them i've heard i've seen different storage you know tricks for uh-huh. it but it just does not taste the same. Even if I, I've tried to where it just doesn't turn brown on you, but right. it doesn't taste the same as when you first open it and or you cut it and you eat it. It's best to eat it all at once. I think. Right. Well, and I certain mean, things. as long as it's certain ripe. things. Yeah. Certain yeah. things. And that's why I on purpose buy avocados that aren't ripe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. We're, if I know we're not going to uh, eat them right away. It reminds or, me of that meme where you sh- they show the avocado yeah. like still very. Uh, at 12 o'clock. <laughs> 
It's like it's like and then it's brown hard, and, and then at twelve oh one it's it's brown. <laughs> um, that's that's about right. <laughs> it is. Um, but uh, and then uh, what about the if I put it in the refrigerator? Is will that prolong the freshness or will it hasten its demise? Is right. it, you know, is that going to ruin it? Hasten its demise. Hasten its demise. And by the way, she did actually write that. I in the did album. actually write that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, can I freeze this? And if so, what's the best way to do that? Um, and then again, how do I know when it's ready to eat? That's a good question. For some things, I swear, I still don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I know avocados pretty well, but there's right. some things that I still have no clue. Is this ready or not? And, right. and so that, that's a good question to ask a, a farmer. Right. So, you know, ask things like what color should it be when it's ripe? Uh, how firm or how soft? Um, what should it smell like? You know, I mean, obviously, if it smells rotten, don't eat it. But um, and then also and I think that you touched on this a, a second ago or a minute ago. Can you recommend some good ways to prepare this? So mm -hmm. what's your favorite? What ask them what's their favorite way to eat it? Um, this is a really good way to learn some new recipes or preparation ideas and also engage the farmers or the, you know, workers, vendors in conversation. All right. Let's talk about for those folks who do buy animal products such as eggs, cheese or honey. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you can ask the he's behind you. He's getting into your backpack. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's, maybe he's looking for a pen. Maybe he's taking notes. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, he would probably eat the pen. Yeah, that's true. That so would be nice. you can uh, ask how their animals are kept. So if you're buying eggs, how do they keep their their hens? Are they free range? Are they, you know, how what do they feed them? It, um, is their their feed organic? You know, mm -hmm. just things like that. Well, Whatever. that's really important because those of us who still consume some animal products, that for example, vegetarians like us who have who eat eggs and cheese and honey at the market, we still care about how the animals are raised. I mean, that's where that's why we became vegetarians right. is because we didn't want animals to be treated inhumanely so you and i i'm talking about right, you and right. me here uh so you do want to ask those questions about are the are the chickens free mm -hmm. range or or does that mean they have a nice big field or mm -hmm. what do they have you know and some of some vendors especially uh for animal products and i know our friend mandy does this will have uh like a, a photo album with pictures and so I, you know, I've, Mandy's a friend of, of mine. And so I've asked her questions about their chickens. And because we used to buy eggs from her, I haven't in a while, but um, I've asked questions about, Well, know. because we haven't been to the farmer's market in a while. Well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's, she's got a book and it's got pictures of their farm. It's got pictures of the animals, the chicken coops, the, you know, the, um, where the chickens the, the area that they have, right? And, you know. So then also, what about the farmers themselves? So take an interest in them, you know, ask them questions. Um, and as we mentioned at the beginning, farmers markets can get really busy. So you might not have much opportunity for chit chat. But um, if it's not, you know, like you said, they love to, to share. Right, right. That's you know, their hard work. It's a source of pride. Right. 
Um, and then also, and if, if they don't like to share, then that might be a reason to be a little skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if they're located nearby, ask if they permit visitors. Oh, that's a good and question. And some do. I know yeah. Mandy and Travis. Um, they actually do programs for kids. Oh, that's cool. At their farm. On, on their ranch and uh, so they have different uh, programs for kids Mandy is a is a uh, an educator uh, she, I met her through the Audubon when I worked at uh, the Audubon right. Center and so she's an educator and she does lots of programs with kids anyway and uh, but yeah so now they bring kids out to the farm and talk about um, animal issues and environmental issues and things like that. So very cool. Yeah. So those are some questions you can ask. And you know what, Larissa, I, I'm going to put us on the hook here for a second. I think this would make a great cheat sheet for people. Mm -hmm. Let's create something to put out there to make available in the show notes for That's people to take with you to the farmer's market, just questions to ask and maybe some spaces for you to write down question uh, answers, answers to the questions. Mm -hmm. So that way you can take that with you. That's a good idea. I like All right. It. I'm putting us on the hook for that. So let's do it. All right. All right, I think that does it for our main topic. Let's move into the recipe of the week, which is which features a recipe from one of our community members in the Peas and Carrots Society. And if you don't know what that is, that is our closed Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you will see the Peas and Carrots Society and you just can uh, request to join Larissa will do a background check on you. <laughs> not that kind not of background that, yeah. check. Just to, I'll so just, just take look a at look at make your sure page. your profile doesn't have a lot of uh, sunglasses and watches and porn or anything like that <laughs> on it. And then assuming it does not, then she will allow you into the group. So right. the recipe this week is from our Peas and Carrots member, Carrie Fairbrother. Right. And uh, now this, I chose this recipe because this is something that Carrie posted in the group. And just just a caveat here. Um, when we say from a Peas and Carrots member, it's something that they've posted in the group. So not necessarily their own recipe. Yeah, it's something they've tried. Right. And, and they are promoting, right. recommending. Recommending, definitely. Uh, but I chose this one because... Uh, it's French onion soup and I chose that a, because I want to try it because I love French onion soup and I haven't had any since I've been veg become vegetarian and I miss it. Um, but, uh, onions are like one of the biggest things I think I would say at any farmer's market cause you can grow onions just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so any farmer's market, you know, you're going to find onions. And, uh, so this would be a really good way to use up a lot of onions that you buy at the farmer's market. Right. So we're ready to move into the quote of the week. Go for it. Okay. The quote this week comes from Paul Chatfield. And he said, agriculture is the noblest of all alchemy for it turns earth and even manure into gold, conferring upon its cultivator, the additional reward of health. That, that cool? is such a great quote. I was like, awesome I was quote. excited when I found that. Yeah. One. All right, so what's the question this week, Larissa? Question. So what are some things that you consider when you buy from farmer's markets? Good question. Something we left out, let us know. And if you can, let us know ASAP because we haven't created that cheat sheet yet, so maybe <laughs> right. we'll include it in that as well. Right, absolutely. All right, well, I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.